3: Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Thursday. Steve Sippel, Jake Sorensen, Bill Bush on early break. Hour 2 sponsored by Midwest Bank. Member FDIC location at 27th and Jamie Lane in Lincoln. New location coming to 70th and Pioneers by early 2024. Midwest Bank. Member FDIC. 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 That's a big deal. They, they need it that is, tag. Uh, yes. By
0: the way, we did check the weather. It is raining. It's yes. beautiful. Is it
4: downpouring? You it, it rain? The, 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 there had been a downpour. It appears to me and Steve Sipple. There a was steady, a downpour. It's a yes. steady it's slowing down.
3: It's slowing yes. down. It's it's down. A steady,
0: beautiful rain.
4: Yeah, it's nice. We're hoping for two more hours
3: of it. We That's need so more rain. Light. Need more rain. Yes. And the drought here. And the drought. 7 June 15.
0: 29th. June 29th.
3: Well, we are joined by a special guest to begin the 7 o'clock hour by Mike Schaefer, 24-7 Sports. Schaefer, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Is it raining where you're at right now?
4: Yeah, it's uh, it's been storming down here in, in South Lincoln, which would be great, except I had picked today as the day I was finally going to mow my yard. Oh, no. Hmm. So, I... Uh, I I would prefer you know it can rain for a little longer, but I would prefer that it gets really hot and then you know dries out enough that I can actually sweat through like an hour and a half of mowing. You'll uh, sh- and you know cause that's the important thing. Hour and a half you're on like an a mow it.
3: Yeah, it takes an hour and a half to mow that yard, Schaefer.
4: Uh, yeah, because it's going to have to be bagged, and then like the Ooh. honestly, the mower I have I think isn't particularly great. Plus, the bag is kind of small, so it's like. You go like two long stretches, oh, and you already gotta sucks. you know stop, and then oh, that this is the worst. Oh, oh, oh my god, that's oh, no oh, way oh, to Michael live. Bad. Yeah, that's horrible. That's no way to live.
0: can your wife mow the lawn? Yeah. <laughs>
4: She claims she used to do this, but yeah. I have now, you know, I've been with her for quite some time now, and she has never once mowed the lawn. You've been Nor with her has her quite she her quite ever time. offered to mow the lawn. Doesn't, doesn't offer.
0: If you've been with her quite some time, all the more reason for her to be mowing the <laughs> lawn. <laughs> Give it a try. Try it out.
3: <laughs> Give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. See what happens. Uh, Get her out of the
0: kitchen and uh, at the lawn. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, 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 Showed uh, by
3: Mike Schaefer. Schaefer, yesterday, uh, 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 hey, Sip was up in, in Ainsworth yesterday for the commitment of Carter Nelson, who commits to Nebraska. I'm, I'm curious – when did you begin to think he was going to land with Nebraska? It seemed like Notre Dame and Georgia were, were doing well as of yet a month ago. When did it flip to Nebraska for you?
4: At, so right after that Georgia visit, okay. I had stopped by Bellevue West High School, and I was talking with Daniel Kalin. And it was, you know, it, it was a conversation where we started talking about Carter Nelson. And he goes, yeah, I, you know, Carter had a great visit to Georgia, but I got to be honest, I don't see him committing that. Like, I think that this is going to, he's like, I, I think he's going to take his visits. I think he's going to love everywhere he goes. I think everyone's going to feel like they have a great shot at him. And then we're going to get our shot at the end of the month. And, and I think we're going to win out. And he was, I think, pretty, pretty on the money there. I mean, everyone felt pretty good when they had Carter Nelson come through for his official visit. And then, uh, you know, two days before he shows up for his Nebraska official visit, Where's he at with the College World Series, hanging out with Daniel Kalen? So I think Daniel Kalen's a big part of getting Carter Nelson in this class. And from that conversation on, I was always just kind of like, okay, I wonder if he has a a better read on this than everyone else does. And I think he really did. And so I was was a little bit, you know, like, always had that in the back of my mind. And then when Daniel told me uh, on, what, last week, Wednesday – that uh, Carter was, was hanging out with him at the, the College World Series. I thought that it was a pretty much a slam dunk at that point.
0: Let's keep this simple, Mike Schaefer of 24-7 Sports. What is Nebraska getting in Carter Nelson?
4: They're getting a unicorn athlete. I mean, they're getting a guy that is just a, a great, great athlete that they're going to have to develop into you know, a, a tight end that can help them out at the college level. I think that he's obviously coming from eight-man football background a little bit different by the time he gets to Nebraska, and he's going to have to transition with that. But more than anything, I think they're going to have to try to figure out how they want to utilize him on the field. And I, I, I find it difficult to assess exactly what his role is going to be because we don't know how the staff is going to use tight ends. Matt Rule never really did at Baylor, but Marcus mm-hmm. Satterfield used them a ton last year for South Carolina, and they talked a lot about how they want to use tight ends in their offense for this upcoming season. So I'd, I'd really like to kind of be a year before I, I have a better idea of how they're going to use him, but it feels like he'll be kind of a split-out tight end. I don't know that he's going to be a true inline blocking tight end, you know, even after five years at Nebraska or four years at Nebraska, but I, I think that they, they like his athleticism, splitting him out. Certainly think he could be a big red zone threat for you, uh, but I, I really am curious what it's going to look like this year with all the different guys they have, the different body types, the different styles. Um, and then they'll add Carter to that mix next year. He'll probably need a little bit of development time, I would guess, uh, just to adjust to everything. But I, 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 don't, I don't feel like super confident that I can tell you he'll look exactly like this. Right. I'm not sure anybody really could either.
0: No, it's no, you're right. Now, as far as Carter Nelson goes by rating, he's the best, play, the best player in Nebraska's class of 2024. Is he the best player in Nebraska's class of 2024 from what you've seen?
4: I think he's got the most potential um, in terms of just raw athleticism. Um, I, I asked this question actually on the message board last night. Like, mm-hmm. in the, you know, when the, the Super 6 comes around, is it going to be an upset if Carter Nelson is like the, the chosen number one? Mm-hmm. And it was sort of a 50-50 split because I think there's there's at least, a you know, a fair amount of people that after the Elite 11, they'd, they'd want to put Kalen at the number one spot. I think you kind of want to see how it goes with some of these offensive linemen. Like if Nebraska were to get Grant Bricks, yeah. I think he's a pretty important piece to the whole thing. That guy would be hard for me not to want to, to put him, you know, towards the top of that list. Uh, but as the class sits right now, I don't know that there's a de facto number one slam dunk guy. Uh, and so I'm going to kind of reserve the right to come back to this question. And there's a chance he could be number one, but I think there's other people I'd probably end up elevating over him.
3: Join Mike Schaefer, 24-7 support. Schaefer, the last two weeks have been really heavy with commitments for Nebraska. Are, 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 is this kind of what you expected for the last two weeks of June? Or is, are, they, are they ahead a schedule? What, where are they at compared to what
2: you think? Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it
4: done. Thought they would be. I certainly did not expect Nebraska to have 21 commits at, the, at this point in the month. Um, so they have, they're further along than I would have guessed. And they're further along than really what I I mean, I don't know when the last time I covered twenty-one commits in the summer was. Like that's just not something we've seen here a lot. It's not as unusual around college football. I mean, Minnesota I think has twenty-three right now. Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin were notorious for largely getting their classes done mm-hmm. in June and July, mm-hmm. and you know, kind of moving on there. So I I think. You know, Nebraska is kind of catching up to where the college football world has already been, which is moving things along at a faster pace in recruiting. And it's it's unusual for us, but it's not as unusual at large. And they've taken some guys in this month that I would have thought would have been more, you know, wait and see senior film types. But they feel confident in what they saw in their evaluations, and I think more than anything, they want to try to get this class close to complete so they can move on to 2025 where they think they can do some real damage
0: uh mike schaefer joins us mike eight of the last 13 commits have been camp evaluation commits guys who were in camp um they evaluated um they offered and then they committed which is i now i this is this is a question i've never seen anything like that at nebraska is that am i just missing something is that that has that ever happened not not that i know of i mean
4: if if you were to go back in time i'm sure you could find years where they had you know 15 guys that have camped there in the past but for so many of them to be guys that have camped going into their senior year and for nebraska to to go ahead and take them i'm with you i haven't seen it certainly in the the 11 12 years that i've been covering recruiting uh it's different and it tells you one, it says two things. One, it tells you they really trust their own evaluation. Yep. Um, that they, they bring these guys in. And well, Donovan Jones, I think, is a great example. He's someone they heard about uh, locally. He's someone that they, they were told keep an eye on during Friday Night Lights. He went out. He had a great camp. And this isn't a guy that I think if you polled people in Omaha, that who's next to get a Nebraska offer, I don't know that his name would have come up by a lot of people it certainly would from some but this just tells you they're willing to do that and i think there's some local kids that missed the boat on this Mm -hmm. there's some guys that were planning on coming over for for one of the camps uh in june and they didn't do it for whatever reason and i think they missed their chance to to get an offer i mean i'll leave their names out of it but i looking back on it if you're an in-state kid and you want that nebraska offer and you didn't go to camp you did it to yourself because it's shown they're willing to, to offer guys. You, you show up and you perform and you check the right boxes. They're going to offer you, whether you have an offer from anybody or whether you have an offer from everybody. And so I think that's a good thing going forward because it's going to make these camps a little bit more interesting, especially for the juniors to be and sophomores to be. Like, this is a chance to get your name out there. Go do it. This is a chance to get yourself in front of a staff who's going to evaluate. you. Go do it.
0: Absolutely. How much does this late surge, Mike? Particularly, I'm talking. I guess I'm talking about Carter Nelson, and Davon Hall, and Isaiah McMorris. How much does the late surge change your perception of the class? How much should it change your perception of the class?
4: Um, it changes it some. It definitely gave it some star power, and they needed some pass catchers. I mean, there's no question about that. Uh, Keelan Smith is the, the only wide receiver they had before coming into this this final weekend, and now you leave with Quinn Clark who I'm really intrigued by, uh, and then Isaiah McMorris, who I think is the best wide receiver in the state, and Davon Hall, who is the most known wide receiver in the state. So I, I, I think that it's good that they've been able to go out and add some pass catchers to this whole thing, uh, especially with sort of the the unclear how it's going to go with Ja'Cory Barney, who stepped to the side on Saturday. That's a wide receiver out of Miami. Hmm. Miami brought him in for an offer. But for, for nothing else, to, to go out and get some wide receivers has been big. It also helps, certainly, with your stature inside the state. You've, you've been able to, to finish off uh, some of the key recruitments. I think that's going to be pretty helpful. So, it, all in all, it, it gave it a little bit of star power because that middle run there, and I don't want to take away from these guys, but that middle run of largely just camp evaluation offers was not the portion of the class that, that people were going to really – probably remember when they think about how this recruiting class is put together, but there could be some gems in there too. So you just, you never know how it's going to look at the end.
3: This fan base was for a good reason, obsessed with Dylan Rayola for a long time years, really a couple of years now. And you now he's Absolutely. a Georgia commit now. And Daniel Absolutely. Kalen is the guy for the class. And I guess Schaefer, mm-hmm. I've been really impressed with his peer recruiting. You know, look at the two guys, obviously with the, from Bellevue West. Now he's with, he was with Cardinals at the CW, CWS game. How, how impressed have you been with his ability to peer recruit and, and get guys to come to Nebraska himself?
4: First, let me use this enormous platform that you guys have given me to say the following. Okay. Just stop talking about Dylan Rayola as he's coming into Lincoln and stealing players from nebraska's big board like this is the dumbest conspiracy and there's a lot of dumb conspiracies out there yes there are but this is just one of the dumbest conspiracies that he just used nebraska to help recruit to georgia really he needed to do that <laughs> i don't think so i mean it's just stupid and i see it all the time and i would really like people to stop okay because i think it makes you look dumb okay so we're gonna throw that out there. all right thank you but Moving on, uh, Daniel Kalen has been a huge piece to this class. I mean, I underestimated how valuable he would be to this class, and I thought it was a big addition when they got him. I, and Daniel's one of these guys that I've gotten to know him pretty well. And for me, it's no surprise that he comes off of, with a, a great personality and friendly and easy to get along with, and I'm not surprised that teammates like him and that other recruits like him. What I am surprised by, he's kind of tenacious as a peer recruiter and I've I've sort of seen it firsthand. Like he's he's always kind of working. And I haven't really experienced that a lot covering Nebraska recruiting. Certainly not at the quarterback position where a lot of times they get guys who are more lead by example types, or yeah. a little bit quieter. Uh, but Daniel Kalen both went out there and showed it at the Elite Eleven. So he's got his own, you know, thing going there. But he's also smart enough and and willing to, to, to get involved and do some of the work that Nebraska's coaching staff can't always do. And I think, you know, we'll see what type of quarterback he is when he, he gets here and he has an opportunity. But this is a guy that you just can't can out. You just can't. I mean, every time someone's like, "Yeah, I don't know about it, he just comes through. I I really have the utmost respect for, for Daniel Campbell.
3: Schaefer, always great stuff. Thank Schaefer. you for the time. Good, uh, job. good luck with the yard today and get in that mode. And we'll chat with you again soon.
4: All right, guys. Take care. Have a good and safe Fourth of July coming up. You know, be careful of the sparklers and the pops and snaps and snakes and tanks and parachutes. Keep going. Uh, that's, that's pretty much all the stuff I like.
0: Okay. All all right. Right. Well,
4: and then obviously bottle the rocket. What
0: about bottle rockets? For sure. Bottle rockets. But,
4: yeah. let's, let's just be careful out there. Let's keep all of our fingers down yes. and before you start. And then make sure you got the same amount
3: when July Fourth. So. That would be there we go. that would good be advice optimum. from Mike Schaefer, twenty four seven Sports. Schaefer, thanks for your time, man. See you guys. Good stuff, Mike Schaefer, twenty four seven Sports.
0: Yeah, he said something interesting about Kalen. Well, I mean, just that whole peer recruiting thing. Kalen, at one point in a conver- I, we were having a conversation, and he said, "Yeah, the the, the recruiting element," he says, "kind of like another job." It's <laughs> mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, you should get paid." Well, it's now they are getting paid, mm-hmm. so it makes yeah. sense when they say stuff like that. And I don't I'm always a I'm always a little bit like uncomfortable with that whole the, the you get a quarterback and now he's got a peer recruit. So if he doesn't get guys are we blaming it on the quarterback? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can't wait. Can't I mean, it's, it's and, and if we are, then, then absolutely he needs to be paid handsomely. Yep. You know, it shouldn't be his responsibility, but he has done a good job in that he regard. Has. Uh,
3: when we come back, when we come back, we are not skipping it today it's it's oh. our focal point of the segment. <laughs> Bill's thrills. Bill's There's a history. Thrills. <laughs> There's a history. Is next guaranteed on early break on the ticket.
2: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you.